Before I studied social work, teaching, child development, sales, and even yoga, I studied humanity through art and literature. I remember reading Homer's Iliad, one of the most ancient texts ever recorded, while studying the Iraq and Afghanistan war through modern film, and recognizing the parallels between what happened so long ago and what was currently happening in our modern era. I remember reading one of my favorite 1930s philosophers, Walter Benjamin, who predicted that technology and media would first be used to control the masses, but would in turn give the people the ability to unify and lead to revolution. I remember studying Lenny Riefenstahl, Hitler's filmmaker, with both curiosity and disgust, and knew 15 years before YouTube conspiracy videos were a thing about Operation Paperclip, the installment of Nazi scientists in the American order, and Operation Mockingbird, a deep and blatant relationship between the CIA and the media. My friends and family laughed when I took a six-week film studies course on James Bond. But I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that the villain in the latest Bond film is likely to be whoever the U.S. government and popular culture has deemed to be today's bad guy. I see my friends waking up to this reality and expressing deep feelings of anger on their social media platforms. I see people running with it and using it as an excuse to rush government buildings and pick up sandwiches at Subway wearing high-powered rifles. I cannot blame or judge them. Though I've always believed in moral order and knew there were very few scenarios in which violence actually works, I can completely understand the anger because I felt it too. In my college years, I felt betrayed not only by the government but by my friends and family who seemed to care little about what was truly going on and seemed perfectly content remaining oblivious. I couldn't believe that we were at a war based on a blatant lie about weapons of mass destruction and nobody around me seemed to care. I couldn't believe that we had allowed the complete and utter destruction of a country like Iraq and the complete and utter destruction of the psyches of a generation of young men and women for a war that had to do more with the extraction of a country's natural resources than any true threat to our freedom. Mostly I was mad at myself for being duped and for buying into the narratives that permeated my youth. I do not know if I would have ever survived that time in my life if I had not been introduced to another group of philosophers and a practice that would heal the malice that seemed to permeate every cell of my being. The practice was yoga, and the philosophers were the yogis that brought these teachings to the West. I began to practice the way so many do, through asana and through breath. I could not explain why I felt better. I just knew that there was a version of myself with yoga, and one without yoga. The one with yoga was far more productive and enjoyable to be around. She was excellent at creative problem-solving and communicating with others. She was a graceful leader. Later in my practice, I was introduced to Yogi Bhajan in the Aquarian or Information Age, and I realized just like Walter Benjamin had predicted, technology was being used as a method to control the masses, or at the very least inspire masses to buy a lot of things that they did not need. But it would also be the undoing of many of our Piscean establishments, because it would be the unveiling of a reality that even those in power are extremely fallible human beings. They are not the heroes and demigods we thought they were. Additionally, we would discover the powers of the chosen one or chosen few were accessible to everyone as the teaching of the world's mystery schools were released on large scales via the internet. I would argue that the revolution is not happening because of a specific group of people or one politician, but rather an evolution is happening as a natural ramification of the information age. And because of this, it's not weapons that we need, but rather tools, because it's going to get more uncomfortable for those who are set in their ways. The more dogmatic you are, the more you will suffer in these changing times. 
We are experiencing a great deluge once again, but this time it's a flood of information. You'll be tempted to grab onto old narratives and new narratives that present themselves as truth with a capital T, only to realize that they are illusions or fabrications of reality. The Aquarian Age is not about absolutes, but rather fluidity and riding the wave. The ones that will not only survive it, but thrive it are the ones who will learn to quiet their mind, focus on the present moment, and learn to surf. It will be the ones who do not take themselves too seriously, and the ones who understand that life is a game, a theme park ride that's terrifying and exhilarating at the same time, and who at the end of it cannot wait to get back on. I don't know how to end this essay, as reading it seems like the mad rantings of someone who has not been to their yoga studio in over two weeks. Two months, rather. I guess I just want to say to those social justice warriors and QAnons who are waking up, there is a very practical and healing response to the anger you feel. Yoga in all of its manifestations was gifted to us by ancient cultures who survived the rise and fall of more than one empire. This can be a destructive time, a revolution in which we eventually rise out of, or we can choose for it to be an evolution and a renaissance. But it all begins with the individual. In parting, I offer you the four sutras of the Aquarian Age as outlined by Yogi Bhajan. Recognize that the other person is you. That we are all the same. That there is a way through every block. And that most blocks are mental. When the time is on you, start and the pressure will be off. Understand through compassion or you will misunderstand the times. Vibrate with the cosmos and the cosmos will clear a path. Thank you so much. I look forward to hugging each and every one of you when it's allowed, and I cannot wait to practice yoga with you again. Peace, love, and blessings. Namaste.